Hello, this is Anthony Aldi, and this is Movie Talk with Anthony. Before I start the topic for today's episode, I wanted to give a shout out to someone I enjoyed listening to on the radio when while growing up, and her name is Delilah. Her show consists of, and I quote, a variety of sweet dedications, tug at your heart string stories, funny situations, and little snippets of advice. I started to listen to her when I was young, while I would go on like camping trips. Then a um, few years passed and I didn't listen to her until I was um, in college. And at that point, I was living in a tent <laughs> during the summers. And so I decided to get like a little radio. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll go see if she's still on the radio. And she was. And then I stopped listening to her for some time. And then it was basically like another decade passed. And it, that was when about when COVID started. Um, about like the summer um, when I started to listen to her was the summer of 2020. Um, and the reason why I started to listen to her because I would go to drive-in theaters um, since all the regular movie theaters were closed and I bought a radio. I was like, oh, what's like other purposes of this radio that I can use? And so I decided to use it as actually a radio and um, she was still on the radio. Um, and once again, her name is Delilah. So I don't know, throughout like maybe like the past like two decades, I still always remember her and she's just like a very positive individual. Um, I know she had some little um, hardships throughout life like anyone else, but she still has remained a positive person. And I just wanted to give her a little shout out that um, even through like my hardest times, um, she has helped me out. Okay. So for today's episode, I'm going to talk about the films that came out in 2022. Um, this is going to be um, a part one. Um, so there's going to be four different parts. I'm going to talk about the first three months of 2022. And so it's going to be for January, February, and March. And for me, I feel that 2022 was the first full year without any like restrictions or big effects from COVID. Um, because I know during 2021, there are still movie theaters closed. Um, and also there is still movies not coming right out to theaters. Um, they were basically going to streaming. So I feel like 2022 was like the first full year that everyone basically could enjoy going to the theater with not as many restrictions as we felt in 2021. Um, and I remember when COVID hit the film in industry. Um, so it was like middle of March of 2020 and I was boarding a plane to go to San Francisco. And I remember seeing on Facebook, like all these movies, um, that were beginning to get canceled or their like dates were be like TBA to be announced like or it was just really weird to see that I never have seen that in life before where all of a sudden these films that I was looking forward to and some of them were going to be like blockbuster hits um 
their release dates were just soon like un like unknown <laughs> i was like oh wow covid is like very serious and it was just um, a big shock to me i was like this is unreal and I'm, I'm not trying to be insensitive about covid um but keep in mind this is like a movie podcast um so i was just shocked to see all these release dates being pushed back or unannounced and so i was like oh wow this is like the real thing um, and as I said earlier, like one positive thing that came out of COVID with the film industry is that uh, movies came to streaming. Um, so even though um, rele release dates were pushed back, people still got to experience movies more in a timely uh, manner because, because um, films began to go on streaming sites such as like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime and HBO. Those are like the four big ones that come to, like right to mind that I would enjoy watching these movies on these streaming sites. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. Like I got to watch them at home instead of having to go out to a movie theater, um, even though it was a different, um, even though we had COVID happening, it was um, a bit more relaxing that I got to enjoy it from my room and I got to see the movie come out that day and so I thought that was pretty cool um one bad thing like so that was like the pro so one con about this is that for some um streaming sites it costs like a lot of money like I think for Disney plus I don't know Disney plus comes to mind that you had to pay like twenty dollars to rent the movie on top of what you're paying for this for the streaming so don't quote me on that but i know you still had to pay like a little bit of a charge to watch the movie um for some of the other streaming sites you basically got to watch it as it came on your um streaming package but for some other streaming sites you had to pay a little bit extra to watch it so I don't know why, but Disney Plus comes right to mind <laughs> um, for that. Um, it did become, like I believe, free well, or with your streaming package, like maybe after 45 days, 45 days after the release date. Um, so yeah, but I did want to point that out. Um, let's see. Also, if you don't have the streaming portal, um, you wouldn't be able to watch the movie. So yes. So let's kick off this podcast. So in this podcast, I will we'll talk about four different things. Um, first, I'm going to talk about certain genres or types of movies that come in a certain period um, during the year. For example, like Valentine's Day, you have the, like the romantic movie. So that's like an example. Um, two, I'm going to talk about actors and actresses and directors who like I keep an eye on or who I like learned about in 2022 or who I, I was like really like oh I need to go see their movie in 2022 so yes so that's number two um three is some movies that I wanted to keep an eye on or like oh I was really excited to see that movie based on the plot and um also number four um there will be there could be spoilers so just keep that in mind so that like um, these movies, of course, happened last year. So, yes, keep in mind there might be spoilers, as usual, in my podcast.
Okay, so let's start kicking this off. Um, first month is January. January is known for being a slow month in the film industry. Um, people are wanting to get back to normal life after the holidays and also trying not to spend money on extra things. Um, so like in November, there's like Thanksgiving and then December is like a bunch of holidays. So there's like a lot of time being spent with family. Um, there's also a lot of money being spent on gifts. And so January is like, let's get back to normal. Let's like relax. Let's like slow down in life. So January is basically like the slow month. There's not that many, too many big blockbuster movies that come out in January. One trend that I do, um, that I have noticed um, for the past few years is that the first week in January, there's always like a like a horror movie. Um, so like for 2018, there's like the movie Insidious: The Lost Key. Um, in 2019, um, there's there was the Escape Room. 2020 was The Grudge. Um, I'm not counting 2021, but for 2022, it was the movie Scream. However, Scream came out the second week in January and not the first week. So there's just a slight difference. But yes, it came out the second week. So mo for the most part, there's always like a horror movie that comes out in January in the, in the first week. So I was excited to hear about the announcement of Scream, but then I cringed when I was like, oh, it's coming out in January. Um, for being like a Scream fanatic, I felt like the studio did not feel that maybe like this movie's not gonna do good, and so we're gonna put it out in a slow month. Or maybe they wanted to grab as much money as they could within a slow month. So I wasn't really sure what they were thinking of when they wanted to release this, the movie in January. Um, Scream is the fifth movie in the franchise, and the last one, Scream 4, came out about 11 years ago um, in 2011. So Scream 4 came out in 2011, and Scream, which is the fifth one, but it's just labeled as Scream, came out in 2022. Um, it was not called Scream 5 because the studio wanted to get like a new generation of audiences to on board with the Scream franchise. And sometimes when you put a number at the end of a movie, it can like maybe like scare away some audience, like new, new coming audience members because it's like, oh wow, there's like so many movies before this one. I'm gonna have to watch all of them. I'm gonna get confused, blah, blah, blah. So they just, that's why I, one of the reasons they just called it Scream. Like, for the people that have watched all the Scream movies, like, we were fine. Like, we knew what was happening, especially, like, for the horror genre, of course, there's going to be, like, all these sequels. And so, like, Nightmare on Elm Street, fr um, Friday the 13th, there's, like, all these sequels. Like, I can't even keep all the titles, like, in memory. But, like, there's always, like, so many numbers to them. <laughs> so they didn't want to confuse the up-and-coming people, and they wanted to grab more of the audience members since it was 11 years since the last sc Scream movie. So that was part of like, the little psychology game that they were playing. Uh, let me see what else I have in my notes. 
Um, the first Scream came out in 96, and then the last one came out in t- 2011, so it was important for the makers of the movie to grab, yep, to grab onto the next generation. Um, Scream 5, or Scream, this, um, the movie takes place amongst high school students, and I was not much of a fan with it. I was, I wanted like more of an older um, cast with it, but I guess they were going back to Scream in 96 with like the whole high school again, so yes. Um, I wasn't too much a fan with it, but I just went along with what they were doing, of course. Um, let's see what else. Um, and another thing that they talked about in the movie, um, they came up with a requel. Now, it's not a requel. is like kind of a reboot and kind of a sequel together. And so it's, it's called a requel. And that's what the audience gets to learn from watching Scream 2020. Um, too. So, um, yes, the word requel will be used in this movie, and it's a combination of the word reboot and sequel. Okay. Um, another thing that happens in January is that there's mostly a movie that comes out um, for the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday weekend, um, and usually it's a very like blockbuster like a lot of money will come in however there wasn't one in 2022 and same with 2021 but that's like another thing is to celebrate like martin luther king jr um the holiday there's always like a movie that will come out around that week and usually that's always like going to definitely be a busy weekend at the um at the movie theater so that's another thing to look forward to in the month of january okay so let's move on to the next month february is known to to have a movie about um something for valentine's day um furthermore like the valentine's day theme it doesn't have to be like a romantic movie it's more of like a feel-good kind of movie so like something that makes you like happy and stuff and keep you in good spirits. So yes, um, for 2022, two movies that kicked out in February. First one was Jackass Forever, and the second one was Moonfall. Um, Jackass Forever is based on the MTV show, and I remember when Jackass was on TV when I was in high school, and I graduated in 2005, so it's been some time <laughs> that Jackass has been around. Um, I never really watched any of the episodes because the show was not something that it was something really that I would not enjoy watching, <laughs> especially like episode after episode. But I know what the whole um, Jackass is about. It's about like these group of mostly guys who do these really dumb antics and they, well, it looks like they get really hurt, but they, to the amount of pain, they don't show it as much as they should have sh- should show it um they do show that they do get in some pain but i think it would be much more painful to see <laughs> um i did see jackass 3d in theaters um when i was in college um i think that came out like maybe like 2010 i want to say um for the first time i was in college so yes i do remember seeing like the last jackass movie um I enjoyed it, like, for what it was. 
I got to see it in the movie, um, the campus movie theater. And yeah, I thought I had a good experience. Um, for Jackets Forever, I received advanced tickets, so I decided to give it a shot. Um, one good thing about the movie is that I didn't have to know too much about the movie, so I didn't feel lost when watching it. So as I said earlier, like I don't really see too many episodes of Jackass, and that's okay. Um, as you, as long as you know basically what the show is mostly about, you're not gonna get lost watching this movie. And I didn't feel lost while watching this movie. Um, I knew some of the a actors or characters in the movie, but I didn't know them as well, and I was fine with it. So, um, another thing that I got for um, while going to the advanced screening was like this creature stuffed animal, and that creature stuffed animal is featured in the opening scene of the movie, and it's definitely like an experience, and the creature stuffed animals. It was really weird, but yeah, once you see the movie, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, it was shown in the opening scene, <laughs> um, but I always enjoy getting like movie promo stuff, so yeah, it's cool. Um, the movie was good, but definitely a movie that made me squirm, look away at time, and made me feel highly uncomfortable. However, however it was entertaining. Um, next movie is Moonfall. It stars Halle Berry and Patrick Wilson. I'm always always excited about seeing Halle Berry on the big screen. For the past 10 years, I watched her as Storm in X-Men, and she starred in The Call and Kidnapped, which was very similar movies. I thought it was really weird that she did star in both of those movies. The movies, once again, are called The Call and Kidnapped, and they're basically about um, these young, like, this young child in both the movies who gets kidnapped and she's trying to rescue them. Um, I believe the for the call, she was like a 911 operator and for kidnap, I believe it was her son. But yes, and she was in both of those situations in where she has to like rescue the child. And so yes. Um, the first Halle Berry movie I saw was when she was in the movie The Flintstones. Um, so that was back in the 90s when that movie came out. And so I always keep an eye on Halle Berry and seeing what movies she comes out with. And I always lo look forward to, like, oh, what's her next movie that's gonna she's going to do? And, and you know what? I'll probably most likely give her a shot to go see her on the big screen. Um, so back to Moonfall. Moonfall is about the moon losing its track when circle circling, which causes disastrous consequences to Earth. I'm always up for a space movie. However, this movie goes in a different direction than I was I was not expecting it. Um, and you know what? I was basically, I did not like it for that kind of direction. And I did not really enjoy the rest of the movie. Um, I hate to say it, but yes, I was really um, slightly disappointed with it. And I would not suggest it. Um, too much, but if you still want to go see it, you know what? You should go see it. Um, for the movie that came out around the Valentine's Day, um, it's called Marry Me. Um, it stars Owen Wilson and Jennifer Lo Lopez. Um, it only made about $50 million. Part of that was maybe because of the movie also was released on Peacock the same day. Um, Peacock is a streaming um, site 
and as I said earlier, that some of the movies came to streaming that same day. So that's why it only made about fifty million because probably like a lot of people, just like me, um, stayed home to watch that movie when it came out that same day instead of going out to the theater and paying a ticket for it. Um, so Jennifer Lopez made some mu also music for this movie. So she invested like so much time um, into this movie and like so much energy and talent. So not only does she star in it, she also um, performed or made some music for this movie. Um, her character is an artist in the movie, so this is one of the reasons why um, she has some of her music in the movie. Um, in the movie, Jennifer Lopez finds out that her boyfriend or fiance is cheating on her based on some tabloids that she reads. And around that same moment, she's about to sing the song Marry Me. And that's when Owen Wilson um, is holding up a, so a sign that says Marry Me. And since that song that she's about to sing is Marry Me, that's why she's holding up, that's why Owen Wilson is holding up that sign that says Marry Me. So she decides to give him a shot in like a romantic way. Um, in the movie, Owen Wilson plays like a, a school teacher. And so he's not, he's basically like your average Joe. He doesn't have that much money. And then Je here's Jennifer Lopez. Um, she's like, like a superstar, she's famous, she's um wears the latest clothes, she has money, and then there's Owen Wilson, the teacher. <laughs> uh, so it's a little bit of a cheesy romantic comedy. Um, and definitely Jennifer Lopez likes to have the light on her. So I'm not saying that's like a negative thing or a positive thing, but yes, um, this is definitely a Jennifer Lopez movie, <laughs> and she wants you, the audience, to know that um, this movie is about, like, all about her. Okay, so the next mo next month is March. Um, so um, this is when I want to talk about one of the distribution companies that I always, like, keep an eye on. Like, basically, like, weekly, I'm like, oh, what wonder what this distribution company is coming out with, like, next. And so this one is called A24. It was launched by Daniel Katz, David Fenkel, and John Hodges in 2012. And for me, the first A24 movie I saw was The Bling Ring in 2013. The Bling Ring is about a group of teenagers who boogerize um, celebrities' homes, who basically like steal from celebrities' homes. And it's so hard to describe what an A24 movie is about, but it just has like this little feeling like, oh yes, this is like what an A24 movie is. Um, most of the A24 movies are kind of like independent movies and they basically have like a selected target audience. So they basically, it's not like they don't, they're not trying to please everyone and I'm fine with that. Like, the, they have, like, a selected target audience that they're trying to go for. And it's kind of cool that even though that their target audience is kind of small, some of their movies have gotten, like, a lot of attention. And I feel like as every year goes by, more people are basically getting um, focusing their attention on A24. And so that's pretty cool. So then more A24 movies will come out in the future. Um, I feel that 
they are unique movies that won't get everyone's attention, and sometimes that yeah, that's not always like a bad thing. Um, so in March, two A twenty four films came out. The first one is called X, and the second one is called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. X is about a group of people who are filming in a porno movie at a secluded farmhouse in Texas, and then chaos erupts as the group is stalked and killed one by one. Um, Jenna Ortega stars in this movie. She also starred in the movie Scream, and so this is her basically her second movie for 2022, but the one actress that I was like really looking forward to and seeing is Brittany Snow. Um, she mostly plays an adult in this movie, but I've seen her throughout the years, and she mostly played played like a like a high school um, student, and now she's played an adult. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like I've seen her on the big screen throughout all the years, and now I, I get to see her as an adult. Um, let's see, two Britney Snow movies that come on the top of my head. Um, first is called like Prom Night, and that was like a slasher. Um, flick that that's basically like um a reboot movie from the Jamie Lee Curtis movie Prom Night, and the second one is um John Tucker Must Die, and that's basically like a high school um movie with a bunch of girls who's getting revenge on this jock guy. Um, and the jock guy, I believe his name is Jesse, but he was the Gardner in the in, in the TV series like Desperate Housewives and stuff and so they're getting revenge on this jock guy because like he was playing all of them and dating all of them at the like around the same time so um, that movie is called John Tucker Must Die so now it was pretty cool to see Brittany Snow years later as an adult in this movie so I was excited to see her in the movie as an adult um, let's see what else even though it was a porn movie, I just basically like kind of rolled my eye. It was like whatever. Even though it's like a porn movie that she's starring in, a porn actress, I still wanted to see her on the screen. Um, that movie was okay. Um, it did come out with a sequel the same year, and that movie is called Pearl. I did not see it, but I, I want to, and I've been checking like – every now and then to see when it's going to come out to a streaming site. So I'm still waiting. And it's it's going to be made into a trilogy. And the movie is about to come out, or they're about to start filming soon. I believe Kevin Bacon's going to be in it, in it. I believe it's called Maxine, I believe. Um, but I believe it's going to be starting filming in 2023, so sometime this year. Okay. Um, for the next movie... Everything, everywhere, all at once. I was excited for this movie, but I think I was too excited for this movie because I had a hard time keeping up with this movie. Um, but I want to talk positively about this movie. Um, first, it had unique props. There was googly eyes and hot dog fingers. I don't know who doesn't like googly eyes, but yes. <laughs> um, second, there was um, some actors that I was like really excited to see back on the big screen and his name is Ki Huey Kwan and please remember I don't know these people so I may mispronounce their their names so don't take it personal but he's 
known for playing like the little boy in the Indiana Jones movie, and also he was in the Goonies. And I enjoyed both of those movies. I enjoyed both of um, his character. So here he is as an adult many years later, and he's in in this movie. So if you like him, definitely go see the movie. Um, and he's such a scene stealer. Um, so yes, once he's on the scene, uh, once you see him on the screen, like yes, he's a what I call a scene stealer. <laughs> um, this movie had so much talk about it that it was exciting to hear. Like, it was like the marketing and promotions of this movie. It was just crazy. Like you would hear about this movie all the times um, before it came out, when it was coming out, even. The movie came out like even a few times throughout 2022 and also came out in 2023 um, during the Oscars um, when the Oscars were coming up around 23. So it also came back into movie theaters. And you know what? It's pretty cool. Um, so this movie sh um, shows like um, an Asian family, which is not seen a lot in mainstream movies. And at times, stereotypes can be seen that could be upsetting to the Asian community. Um, also, this movie passed a $100 million mark and got a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. It won many Oscars at the Academy Awards, a few consisting of Best Original Screenplay, Best Supporting Actress, also Supporting Actor, and also um, Actress, and also Director. It also won Best Picture. The last Asian movie to win Best Pe Picture is the 2019 movie Parasite. Um, for that, for those directors, David, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schnert, this was their second movie that they directed. The first one was 2016 Swiss Army Man with Daniel Radcliffe. Um, speaking about Daniel Radcliffe, he came out with a movie in March 2022. And this movie was called The Lost City. It also starred Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. This movie is based on a romance novelist who is taken away because Daniel Radcliffe thinks that her writing will lead him to a hidden treasure in a jungle. Channing Tatum plays the cover model of her book and sh while she's on the book tour. Originally, the movie was called The Lost City of D, and I actually like that t title better. Um, they basically just at the end they before the movie came out to theaters they changed the title to The Lost City but I like The Lost City of D a little bit better <laughs> it reminded me of the title of like a romance book that you would find like maybe in a grocery store or airport bookstore but yeah so as we've seen March was filled with a lot of different genres so that there's no certain genre um, that was basically like left out so I thought that was pretty cool. Okay, so that was basically like all the three months that I wanted to talk about in the movies. And before I sign off, I just wanted to give a little shout out to a horror, um, horror movie collection fans. Um, so if you like to collect horror movie stuff, so this is like the next thing that I think you should go check out. On um, It's called Victory Des Design Store, and they create lamps they have neon lights that are made out of VHS tapes. Now, the title of the movies are on the VHS tapes, and I have one. It's from the movie Scream from 96, and you you could basically, like, change the color of, like, 
whatever there's like basically like 10 different colors and you could set the um set it up so if all these different colors will flash one right after another and the price range around them is around twenty dollars and so once again if you google like victory design store you'll find it and they and so these are basically like vhs tapes that will have like a name of a certain movie that you wanted and they are like lamps okay well this is part one out of a four-part series for 2022 in film thank you for joining me tonight with movie talk with anthony